0: Caratini, deep fly ball,
1: way back, goodbye! 6'5 Brewers on Caratini's home run!
0: This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. the Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills.
2: I love it when I wake up in the morning and I start to think about what are we going to talk about on the show? Do a little brewers, a little of this, a little of that. And then I go throughout my day and a brand new topic appears. A story that I never would have expected appears and becomes a thing. And Paul Crist to Northwestern, being a thing, being a story, being a, a, a report that has any sort of buzz, any sort of legs, is awesome, and of course, Paul Christ simply being a good candidate for the Northwestern job after Pat Fitzgerald, you know, being removed. Well, that's not enough. Now we got to talk about. Well, what about Jim Leonard? Maybe Jim, if Jim Leonard, I've seen tweets from the from the Wisconsin sickos. Well, if Jim Leonard ends up at Iowa, then we could have basically all Barry Alvarez, especially in the Big Ten West, all Barry hires. I guess Luke Fickle doesn't really count. So weirdly. There's more Barry Alvarez hires elsewhere in the Big Ten than there would be at Wisconsin, although I'd like to think Barry would have hired Luke Fickle if given the chance. I don't know. Maybe that's a topic for later on in the show. I didn't consider that. But Jim Leonard, Brett Bielema, Paul Christ, all having Big Ten jobs, Big Ten West jobs to boot. That is a, a fantasy of of only the sickest minds in college football. Mostly Zach Heilpern, Ben Kenny and... Andy Schaff on Twitter mostly it's just those those three <laughs> mostly those accounts who are really really buying into this as an idea and I'm finding it entertaining I don't think I'm going to join the discourse discourse of the capital D I don't think I'm going to tweet about it but really enjoying how others are enjoying it let's put it that way this is the Wisco Sports Show my name is Grant Pills I think between now and six o'clock maybe we'll talk about Paul Christ and the new coaching vacancy at Northwestern. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald was let go yesterday, and that's a story, and I think I mentioned it towards the end of the show last night, but this isn't a Northwestern show. This is the Wisco Sports Show. We talk about Wisconsin sports, Wisconsin teams, right? But Paul Crist being attached now, that's that's interesting. That's really, really, really interesting interesting. And then, you know, create a fun scenario where Jim Leonard also gets a Big Ten West job. It'd be fun. That's all. I'm sure we'll talk about that between now and six o'clock. I can tell you for sure that at 530, we're going to talk with David Gasper of reviewing the brew. Our good, good friend. He's been all over the Brewers draft because the Major League Baseball draft has been going on. So we're going to hear from Gasper and I'm just going to ask him about some of his favorite picks. Earlier today, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do research. I'm going to do a deep dive into some of the players that the Brewers have acquired, right? Really know my stuff for the interview. And then I'm like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I want to come across like I know nothing. I want to know nothing so I can be a, a common fan because let's be real. No one, no one follows baseball prospects. At least the majority of people don't. So I'm going to be the dummy and I'm going to ask Asper, hey, tell me about this draft pick. What do you like? What's exciting? And maybe we'll talk a little minor leagues. This is seasons on pause because the all-star break, maybe a little Keston here. And of course we should probably talk about some of the same Brewers talking points we've hit this week, like William Contreras and Willie Adamas and some of the players who maybe we think are going to have a great second half of the year. I didn't realize Corbin Burns was an all-star until this morning. So I got to wear that hand up. I, uh, <laughs> I did not notice that. I don't know how I missed that. If the news broke on Saturday, I'm not glued to Twitter on Friday and Saturday I'm glued to Twitter Basically, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed during the week, but not over the weekend. So I got in this morning, and I'm hosting Bill's show with Austin. And I'm like, Austin, is Corbin Burns—when did Corbin Burns become an all-star? He's like, I don't know, the other day. Okay, I guess Corbin Burns is an all-star. So maybe he'll get some work tonight. It already looks like and sounds like Devin Williams isn't going to pitch. He's been working a lot. He said, Uh uh I don't want to put another inning of stress on myself if I don't have to, which I like. So we'll talk Brewers, maybe some college football. David Gasper will be here. It's a little bit of the rundown of what tonight's show is going to look like. 608-321-1670 if you'd like to call the show. And I'm always available on Twitter, 24-7. Less so on weekends, but I'll still see it. (laughs) At Wisco Grant on Twitter if you want to follow me there. I watched the Home Run Derby last night pretty proud of myself i'm trying not to watch sports this week like i don't know when the all-star break happens or when the packers are on bye, or when the bucks go a couple you know days without a game that's a good opportunity for us diehard sports fans to go outside and touch grass and do other things so i was actually proud of myself for watching the home run derby well i didn't watch the whole thing i got home from work and i went on about a 45 minute run sick brag i know a little bit of a longer run i was proud of myself And then when I got back and turned it on, I'll be honest, I actually didn't turn the sound on until the finals between Randy Rosarena and Vlad Guerrero Jr. I was pulling in Eric Eager. This is a sicko thing. But Eric Eager, our friend from Sumer Sports, used to be a pro football focus. I think I might try to get him on at some point this week because he's always such a good guest and he's become a a friend. And he tells me that when he's watching NFL football, he doesn't watch with the sound on, he listens to audiobooks while he's watching football. I'm like, wait, 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 what? So you don't enjoy the 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 voice of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? You don't enjoy Al Michaels? You don't Nobody tell ESPN that there are folks out there just watching the game on mute and listening to audiobooks. ESPN spent how much money on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? Meanwhile, people like Eric Eager are sitting at home listening to textbooks being read to them trying to maximize time. I did pull in Eric Eager, although I was not listening to a textbook last night. I was listening to the end of the Bill Simmons podcast. And then in that episode of the Bill Simmons podcast, Ryan Rossillo recommend another podcast. It was Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade hosting Chevy Chase. I'm a big Chevy Chase guy. So I'm like, well, naturally I'm going to listen to that. So I was sitting on my couch, eating a burrito, listening to a podcast with David Spade, Chevy Chase, and Dana Carvey watching the home run derby. Uh, So I think I missed maybe some of the narratives, maybe some of the storytelling. That's fine. And then I turned the sound on to watch the end. And I did closely, intently watch Randy Arena try to catch Vlad Guerrero Jr. And he almost got there. The announcers kind of jinxed him a little bit. They kind of bricked that final round because he got to like 21, 22. I think he needed to get to 25. And the announcer was like, he's going to do it. He's going to get there. And the second they started saying that, he didn't hit another homer. I think what doomed Arena was he started the final round with like five or six uh, line drives in a row right down the third baseline. So it took him a while to get off the ground. The Home Run Derby's fun. It's good background entertainment. It's a good celebration of some stars in baseball. A few random Home Run Derby takes that I wrote down last night. If any of these do anything for you. Number one, the pitcher makes such a difference in who wins and who loses this thing. Honestly, I think most of the time the hitter who wins is the hitter with the best pitcher, the pitcher that can consistently put the ball in the same spot over and over and over again, right down the pipe. And I thought last night, I'm watching, some of these guys, it looks like they're trying to dot the corners, looking like they're trying to work around the edges. What is this? You're supposed to hit home run. And I talked about this on the morning show, and I talked about it with Austin, the afternoon show today, 10 to 2. Why doesn't every guy just use a pitching machine? Let's get a pitching machine out there. Why do we involve a coach or a dad? That's always a tough situation when one of these hitters has his dad throwing to him and the dad can't throw a strike. Like, oh, boy, because I feel bad. Don't make it the father. Don't make it the dad. It's just a conflict of interest. You don't start a business with your good friend and you don't enter a home run contest with your father throwing you pitches. Just a couple rules of life that I have. Right. And I thought, why not just use a pitching machine? I guess it's kind of a cool story. He chose this coach to throw the ball to him, or he chose this teammate. That story is nice. That's the kind of thing that writes some narratives and, and becomes a really entertaining part of the derby. So I guess I get it. You need someone to throw pitches, but way too often, there's a couple guys every year that just can't throw strikes. They're Just killing the guy trying to hit home runs. Take number one. Take number two, if this does anything for you, Pete Alonzo annoys me, and I think it's a good thing he didn't win the home run derby. He needs to quit trying so hard. Like, buddy, c- come on. Come on. come on. The home run derby should be treated like the NBA All-Star Game MVP. It should be an unspoken and unwritten and understood agreement that you can't try hard to win it every year. It rotates. Like, everyone takes a turn to win the NBA All-Star MVP. I think it's the Kobe Bryant MVP award. Giannis won one. And then I think Dame won it not too long ago. Anthony Davis won it. Everyone gets their turn. If you're an all-star, often enough, you're going to get a turn to win it. Don't try so hard every single year to try to win it every year. I think the home run derby should be similar. And you got Pete Alonzo. Like, this is the high point of his season. Like, the home run derby is why he plays baseball. And he's lifting weights in the tunnel and this and that. And I'm like, this is a little too much. This is a little too much. That's all. Plus, I see our friend Ben Kenny tweeting Pete Alonso slander. Ben Kenny's never led me astray, so I'm okay with Pete Alonso not winning. I believe he tweeted, Pete Alonso loses, America wins. I would tend to agree. Stop trying so hard and trying to win every home run derby and just step aside. You've won it twice. Let some other people win it. That's take number two that I wrote down. Take number three Major League Baseball needs to fit those kids with a helmet. We talked about this yesterday. I said, those kids annoy me because they're out there running around like a chicken with its head cut off. They don't know where they're going, what they're doing. They're dropping balls left and right. and It's only a matter of time before something bad happens, right? So last night, I'm sitting on my couch, and one of my best buddies sends a Snapchat to me and one of my other buddies. It's a three-man group chat. We're always talking about sports. And the guy who sends the snap, one of my funniest friends, one of the most genuinely funny, naturally funny people, that I know. And he sent me a long video and I'm like, okay, I'm going to record this because sometimes he says really funny stuff. And he's giving a prediction about what is going to happen in the home run derby. He sent this five minutes into the derby. It had barely got underway and my buddy Ryan sent me this. I had to bleep out a couple of the curse words, but you can still hear what he's trying to say. This is my buddy Ryan. This is five minutes into the derby. He sent me this.
1: Okay, it's all fun and games for these little kids on the field but until we start putting some Athletes out there, it's only a matter of time. One of these little kids takes a Vladdy line drive straight to the temple. Some of these kids suck, dude. Get these nerds off my screen. You're gonna kill, us. You're gonna kill yourself or kill somebody. You're gonna ruin the damn home run derby.
2: Imagine as I watch this video. And think, oh goodness, what would happen if one of these kids took a line drive right to the temple and he's down for the count on the grass? That would ruin the home run derby. And not 20 minutes later, some kid takes a seed right off the forehead from Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I I mean, my buddy Ryan, prophecy, he prophesied this. He spoke this into existence. And we brought it up on yesterday's shows. Major League Baseball has got to get these kids a helmet. Rockets. Rockets are coming. I mean, they're they're hitting softballs, essentially. They're 60, 70 miles right down the pipe, and these guys are trying to crank one 440 because they get extra time. And we're supposed to put some slapdash sixth graders out there to catch these things? It's
1: not safe. I couldn't believe this. I gotta listen to this one more
2: time. He, he predicted it exactly. Hey, it's all
1: fun and games for these little kids on the field. But until we start putting some athletes out there, it's only a matter of time one of these little kids takes a Vladeguero line drive straight to the temple. Some of these kids suck, dude. Get these nerds off my screen. You're, f- you're going to kill yourself, gonna kill somebody, and you're going to ruin the damn home run I
2: love I love my buddy Ryan. I asked him. I was like, you mind if I play this audio? I'm going to bleep out the swear words, obviously. He's like, yeah. I was right, and he was right. Kid took a seed, or basically right between the eyes. And there's another kid, as the paramedics come out to help this kid, there's another kid just dancing out on the field. What is this? (laughs) This kid just took a seed right off the head. Major League Baseball, I'm telling you. I'm no lawyer, I'm no doctor, but let me give you some both medical and legal advice. Get those kids some helmets, please. Something bad's going to happen. You're lucky it wasn't worse last night. I think the kid was okay. They got the camera out of there fast in the production truck. Get away from that. Oh, kid, a minor took a ball off the head. We don't know if he's okay. Yep, never point the camera over there the rest of the night. Please and thank you. Boom, right right between the eyes. Kid's got a headache today, I would imagine. 608-321-1670. The Major League Baseball draft has completed. It's done. The Brewers have taken with the 602nd overall pick in the 20th round of the MLB draft. The Brewers have selected Justin Chambers, left-handed pitcher from Arizona. High schooler, not college. Some high school in Arizona. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to elect not to say it. We can talk more baseball, uh, home run festivities, little of this, little of that. I think I want to talk about the midseason tournament that the NBA announced this week looking forward to talking about that. I'm actually excited about it. I've been a glass half full guy this week for the most part, but we'll talk more baseball, a little NBA, David Gasper to come later on in the show. Maybe some Paul Chris to Northwestern buzz vagabond. John, I imagine has something to say about that. A lot more of the Bill Bill Michael show. Listen to me a lot more of the Wisco sports show coming up next.
0: This is the Wisco sports show with Grant bills on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network
2: wisco sports show my name is grant bills appreciate you hanging out glad to have you 608-321-1670 if you'd like to join the show i'm also on twitter at wisco grant if you want to tweet me dm me block me whatever I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. We're talking about the All-Star festivities just a little bit last night. Randy Rosarena and Vlad Guerrero Jr. It was fun to watch those guys duke it out in the final round. Um, It's also, you know, common throughout the years for the home run derby to have a contestant that hits a stupid amount of homers in the first or the second round and then cool off. I remember when Corey Hart was in the derby. I don't know what year it was. Let's be honest. Do you remember you remember who won the, win the Derby year by year? I don't. You know, remember when Corey Hart was in the Derby once? That, that's enough for us to remember, right? And his first round was unbelievable. He was just crushing the ball. And then he had to sit and wait for like 30 or 40 minutes. And then he get cooled off. And that great first round really doesn't do much for you in the long term, right? If you get 40 home runs in the first round, that doesn't get you any farther than a guy who hit 20 but did well enough to advance past a competitor. Now, it's not the end of the world. It's not like some great injustice has been done to Julio Rodriguez. It's not like Major League Baseball committed a war crime. It's the home run derby. It doesn't have to be that serious. Something that happens a lot on sports radio and sports TV during the week of the Pro Bowl or during the week of the All-Star break, during the week of the... NBA all-star game well how do we fix the how do we fix the all-star game how how do do, do we make it better how do we fix it how do we fix the pro bowl what can be done to the NBA all-star game so so we can fix it 608-321-1670 let's go to the phones what do you think uh hi I think we should make the pro bowl uh a flag football game it already is a flag football you might as well just put flags on them I mean what what are we doing why are we lying to ourselves Oh, yeah, that's a good call. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Yeah, let's go to the phones again. Uh, caller number two, welcome to the show. What do you think? the end the All-Star game, uh, n- nobody wants to play defense. I remember back in my my day and age, Colby and Tim Duncan, they would defend. So, t- to me, it's just a generational thing. I think AAU culture is ruining All-Star games, and it's, and it's almost impossible to watch. I won't let my kids watch it. I don't want them learning basketball. Uh, watching basketball from 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 these players. It's just disgusting. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't agree more. I appreciate, appreciate the phone call. Thank you. How do we fix the All-Star game? How do we fix a pro Bowl? It's not something that needs to be fixed. It's a fun thing that we do once a year. The home run derby doesn't need to be perfect. So Julio Rodriguez hit 40 bombs in the first round. Oh, he didn't win. Oh, how, how, how will I sleep tonight? Oh, no. It's just everyone wants to fix the derby and... Fix the all-star game. We can just leave it. Enjoy it or don't. It's fine. Most things in sports can be summed up that way. Enjoy it or don't. If you don't want to enjoy it, then don't watch. Don't pay attention to it. Just have it on in the background. Just take a peek every once in a while. Oh, that's nice. Oh, look at that home run. Go back to whatever you're doing. Enjoy it or don't. 608-321-1670. I didn't feel a little bit like an old man as I mock old men for wanting to fix all-star games and home run derbies. I did feel a little bit like an old man last night. How do I, how do I sum this up? Um, watching the players interact in the on deck circle in between rounds down on the, field. how do I, you know, the best way for me to explain how I feel is to do a fake Colin Cowherd segment on it. That, that will allow me to clearly communicate why I felt and how I felt like an old man uh, last night during the Home Run Derby. So here, let's do that. Ah, this is the Herd. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, live in Los Angeles, FS1, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio. Coming to you live on a Tuesday. MLB Home Run Derby was last night. And, you know, meaningless contests. Not really my thing. I start to tune into baseball in October when it really matters. When I grew up watching baseball, that's when the players would excel. You ever heard of the nickname Mr. October? Yeah, that's what I thought. So I'm normally not into meaningless contests and exhibition games, especially in Los Angeles. There's so much to do. This is a a city with a short attention span. But Anne is at our home in Utah. So I had nothing better to do. I watched the Derby. And I'll tell you, this isn't the game that I grew up with. This game is unrecognizable to me. And I'm not talking about batting average. I'm not talking about launch angle or analytics. I love the advancement of the game. I love the streamlining of the game. I say all the time, I I tell this to my kids. I say this is true in business and in sports. You need to be nimble. Not rigid. You can't be stubborn in any walk of life. That's how you fall behind. So I'm all about the advancement of baseball through advanced analytics, getting smarter. It's not what I'm talking about when I say this game is unrecognizable to me. No, I'm talking about the friendly fraternizing going on down in the field. I see Juan Soto dapping up with celebrities and taking selfies. Brah. Your $200 million team is in fourth place in the West. We're almost half a dozen games below 500. I see Randy Arena and Vlad Guerrero Jr. smiling together. Fellas, your division rivals. You'd never see that back in the day. And Pete Alonso, <laughs> grow up. Okay, this is the big leagues. It's not Venice Beach. Put the weights away. Stop obsessing over a home run derby. The Mets are awful. And you're part of that, okay? I don't recognize this game. When did the gritty, grimy, blue-collar, Midwestern game of baseball suddenly turn into a TikTok sport? You know which team is going about the All-Star game correctly? You know which team is actually handling their business this week? The Milwaukee Brewers. I don't see Devin Williams overexerting himself all for the glory of pitching one inning in relief in an exhibition game. No, we won't see that tonight. And I don't see Christian Yelich dapping up a rival. No. He's focused on having a great second half. Okay, Juan Soto, Pete Alonso, the Padres, and the Mets. Those teams are all flash. Okay, the Milwaukee Brewers, this is a team that's all business. It's the herd. Casper Mattresses, the best night of sleep you'll ever have, (laughs) guaranteed. That's my, I love doing a fake cowherd because it kills me. Every time I listen to Coward, he will go out of his segment and into an ad read so fast you are missing it if you're not paying attention. The Milwaukee Brewers, that's a team that's all business. That's a team going about the all-star break correctly. Untucked shirts, shirts that are meant to be untucked. Fellas, I can see you walking around Los Angeles, baggy, wrinkled, billowing shirts. Mm -mm. Untucked shirts are designed to be worn untucked. I love that man. Uh, I, 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 and you know what? Coward's on the air this week. I saw him on FS1 today. I thought he'd be on vacation for the All-Star. I thought he'd be up in in Utah, but no, he's at home grinding, watching the Derby, putting together takes about the Milwaukee Brewers. This is an unhinged so, show so far. I'm I'm having fun. 1670 three two one sixteen seventy. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. When we come back, we can talk more baseball. I also want to talk about the NBA's announcement of a mid-season tournament. Most people hate it, and admittedly, I hate most things, but I do not hate this. I will explain coming up next five minutes. We're back on the Wisco Sports Show.
0: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Okay, it's
1: all fun and games for these little f- kids on the field, but until we start putting some athletes out there. It's only a matter of time. One of these little kids takes a Vladiguero line drive straight to the temple. Some of these kids suck, dude. Get these nerds off my screen. You're going to kill yourself or kill somebody. You're going to ruin the damn home runder.
2: It's the Wisco Sports Show. I got that Snapchat from my buddy, Five minutes into the derby last night Five minutes in He's like one of these kids is getting Drilled and one did That kid got Rocked and I think He's okay Only because I think we would have otherwise if he wasn't I don't mean to laugh at this Kid but geez Look out you got balls Flying off the bat 110 miles an hour you to be ready okay, keep, keep your head on A swivel it's, it's customary at a ballpark. And everyone's father or father figure should teach this. You should instill this in your kids. When you go to a baseball game and you sit on the first or the third base line, you pay attention. No, you don't have time to, to be digging in your bag of popcorn and not looking. Well, when someone's looking to swing and when that pitch is, is coming home, you are looking. Okay, you're paying attention, especially if you're a ball boy. The home run derby that ball's coming out okay pay attention i also gave the same advice to bill when we were talking about beard arts last week i said bill if you're sitting in the circle your foot is fair game all right i will crowd your can i will back you off the plate if i think you are protecting your can with your feet then i'm coming for your foot with a dart and if it ends up in your foot that's not on me that's on you you keep your head on a swivel if you're a ball boy in the all-star game if you're sitting on the first baseline or if you're playing beard arts because some people, what they'll do, they'll cozy their foot up. And some people won't have the stomach to rifle a dart in there. I will not be stopped by your foot. I will not be phased. So pay attention, okay? And if a dart ends up in the side of your foot, don't blame me. Okay, you have no one to blame but yourself. 608-321-1670. Let's take a couple of calls. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Mm. Yeah, I see. It's an interesting point. No, thank you. I, I appreciate that. No, you have a good night as well. Thank you. Good call. Good call. One of the best calls I've had all day. Jesus. 608 321 1670. They always call right back. What is it? Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello? Can
3: you hear me okay?
2: Yeah, I can hear you now.
3: Grant, Alec
2: and Menominee. Alec and Menominee. What's going on? It's been a minute. Holy smokes.
4: Um, anyway, just driving home here. Question for you. I tried to call in last week. You were talking and defending northern Wisconsin. Yeah. I had a comment. What do you consider the line of northern Wisconsin? You're from Menominee. It's different for everybody. Is it 864? What highway did you divide First
2: that? of all, I don't think it is different for everyone. I, I, I think n- up north is up north no matter where you're from. Now, if you live in Milwaukee and you're driving to Wausau, you can say, I'm going up north. That is a way of saying I am. I am heading in a northern direction, I, relative. I'm, I'm going north, relatively. But Wausau is not up north. Up north, with capital letters, up north begins north of Highway 8. And I don't care if you're coming from Menominee, where we hail. I don't care if you're coming from Madison. I don't care if you're coming from Biloxi, Mississippi. Up north is Highway 8. That's where it starts.
4: Ten more, man. I agree. These people from Chicago and Milwaukee that go to Waupaca for the weekend, and <sighs> call it up north. I just.
2: Nothing wrong with Wapaka. My family had a deer camp in Wapaka. I think they still do for a long time, but it's it's not up north. Well it feels like up north. Well then you've never been up north. Go north of Highway Eight. You can tell. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it when you go outside at night.
5: Well I was on Highway
4: Eight when I was gonna call you and I couldn't get through and I'm like, you know, I wonder if Grant considers this up north. I do anyway. I do. I'm glad we clarified that. But hey, so everyone's talking change, all star game. Uh-huh. Hold on derby, whatever. How many of these kids have parents that sign waivers that let them be out there? Cause I don't know. I a lawsuit from parents claiming an injury. Like, I just think that the change is going to happen with today's society. Everyone wants to change. You change. This is good. I'm right. I don't know. I just think it's going to happen, and I think it's a long time coming, and I'm surprised no one's done it yet. So just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Like, did the kid get hurt? Did he? Get a contusion? Did he break his eye socket? I
2: didn't see it. I have no idea. Um, it was a hundred sixteen mile per hour line drive. I'm looking at the New York Post right now for any details on this poor kid. Like
4: if he's in the hospital, Jeez. I could see a lawsuit coming hard from the MLB and this changing like next year, next week. I don't know. Kid Just the is thought and
2: feeling. I have. Yeah, kid was treated with an ice pack. Um, I'm trying to find more information. And a Barbie Band-Aid? Yeah, and a Barbie and a Barbie Band-Aid. Yeah, I don't no. think, you know, I don't know about waivers. They probably had to sign waivers, and I don't know how you get out there. If it's like a local boys and girls club where the kids go get to be a part of it, Seattle kids, I don't know. I just think Major League Baseball has got to put those kids in helmets. Like, you you got to cover up their head when they're out there.
4: I'm with you. Hmm. Well, babe, next time you're in town, I'll hopefully call you on
2: the same day, and we can watch an Eagles game together. How about that? Oh hell yeah! Appreciate that. Have a good one, Alec. Thanks for the call. You do. Go Eagles! Hell yeah! Up north is Highway Eight. It's not what I consider to be Highway Eight. It it, it is what is Highway Eight means you're up north. And I, I, you know, I, I, I beat up topics for content, and I, you know, I, I gotta get people calling, and I gotta get people a buzz on Twitter, and. But there's a lot of people in Wisconsin media that that always ask that. And they're like, "Where is Highway 8?" This question has been asked and answered. It's like, "Who was the first president of the United States?" It was George Washington. It's not a debate. This is facts. I deal in facts, not feelings on this show. I don't care what you feel is up north. Up north is Highway 8. You got to get north of Highway 8 to be up north. That's how it works. Home run derby kid drilled in the face by Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s 116 mile per hour line drive. Pop. Yeah, I can't find any information. Some of these articles, like this says, this article is from Essentially Sports. Tragic life-threatening incident unfolds for for child moments before blah, 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 blah. Ah, seems a little rich. Here's an article that says how to catch a ball at the All-Star Week Home Run Derby. I want to be one of the kids on the field. How, how do I get there? Do I got to be a, a kid at a local YMCA, local Boys and Girls Club? Do they let kids from a local high school go? Is it like Major League Baseball's version of MLB or, or NFL Play 60? Do they still have that, by the way? It seems like I don't see as many commercials for Play 60 as I used to. That kid that would talk smack to Cam Newton. Remember that? That was the beginning of something terrible with kids in this country. Kids are out of control in this country. They're always they're always talking tough. The kids are so beginning to fighting these days. There's always fights. I always read about fights at high schools and about events. Our kids are always fighting. Kids are always talking smack to professional athletes. This is something else that's wrong with our society these days. Is Every other day on Twitter, on Instagram, or on TikTok, I see a clip of some kid who bumped into an NBA player in public and took it as an opportunity to put a phone in their face and tell them that they suck. (laughs) You know, like where do kids get off? Where do kids have this much confidence these days? Take a 116 mile per hour line drive to the face. Let's see how confident you are after that. 608-321-1670. A little bit on the uh, afternoon show earlier today, we talked about the NBA midseason tournament that they announced. I think it's a cool idea. The details don't really matter to me. I don't really care all the bracket shapes. I don't want the. I don't care what the prize is. I don't care about any of that. And I'll explain. But first, here's a video of Richard Jefferson explaining the rules. You tell me if this makes sense. Can you make heads or tails of this?
6: All right, everybody. The NBA first ever in-season tournament is now official. But how does it work? Like this. First up is group play all 30 teams will be split into six groups, three from the East, three from the West, with a random draw based on last year's regular season records. Each team in a group plays each other one time, a total of four games, two at home, two on the road. Now those games happen Tuesdays and Fridays in November. So set your calendar. Basically these regular season NBA games also count as tournament games. Now, in each group, the team with the best group play record after those four games, they're moving on. The team with the next best record in each conference, those two are the wild cards
2: always. i mean, it's anti-wild card. I, I just, I I don't really care about the format. I don't really care about the details, as I'll explain in a couple minutes. We don't need a wild card. We're always adding wild cards and and, and like extra, but we don't need it. We don't need a wild card.
6: So I just, I wanted to complain about that. Now we get to the knockout round. Eight teams, single elimination. And you know what that means. Win and move on. Or lose and you're out. And the last four teams standing, guess what? You're headed to Vegas, baby. That's right. In Las Vegas, the semifinal battles will get us to the championship game on December 9th. Two teams in a winner-take-all final be named champion and be awarded the first ever nba cup come on now look there's a lot to look forward to this season players on new teams
2: okay i'm not gonna watch the rest of this i like that the nba is doing something i don't really care what the prize is i don't really care about the format okay so there's an extra wild card so you go group stage then to the whatever the point for me And I think the point that basketball fans and sports fans in general should take away from this is the NBA is doing something that will look different. It will feel different. It'll sound different. It'll just be different. And I don't know if it's going to change the outcome of the season as a whole. It probably won't. I don't know if it's going to change the reality of one team or another. It probably won't. But you know what? Games in November and December are boring. And fans are paying attention to football and college football. And we're focused on other things. We're doing other things. So why not take some random regular season games in November and December and make them different? Make them different for the sake of making them different. And the finals will be cool. It'll be cool. It'll be in Vegas. It'll have a March Madness feel. I don't care what the teams win. I don't care about the format. It'll just be cool to have an event in Vegas. And if I was very rich and I had all the time in the world, I'd probably go. It'd be cool. Get together with some friends, go watch some ball, go gamble. Again, I don't have enough money to gamble. Uh, I don't have enough money to go to Vegas. I mean, I have enough money to go to Vegas, but not on a whim. This is more Vegas on a whim, you know, type of situation. I'm already annoyed by this. Not from the NBA. I think the NBA is doing something very smart. I'm annoyed by NBA people. Like, I was listening to Bill Simmons last night, and Bill Simmons was like, I I wanted there to be stakes. I wanted there to be a prize. Like, the winning team gets the 14th pick in the draft, or you know, million dollars of salary cap relief or something like that. I, this doesn't need stakes because I know how this stupid league works and I know how the NBA media works. What's going to happen is let's say the four finalists that go to Vegas going to be Golden State, Denver, uh, Milwaukee, Boston. All right, let's just go kind of chalk. Well, Grant, the Lakers should be. It doesn't matter. Just four teams for the sake of example go and Let's see. Milwaukee ends up winning or Denver ends up winning. Coming out of that tournament, we're gonna have sports talkers. We're gonna have NBA people like, I don't like what I saw from, I don't like what I saw from Boston. I don't like what I saw from Los Angeles. I don't like what I saw from Denver the, on the big stage. They couldn't do this, they couldn't handle that. Like, we are gonna make it matter. We will assign meaning to this midseason tournament because that's what we do as sports fans. We assign meaning. And I know all of these seasons conclude with a championship and we crown a championship and that banner flies forever. And that is meaningful. That's motivation. But what about the 162 regular season games throughout the course of a baseball season? You're telling me those games mean the world. You're telling me those games really contribute that much on a night to night basis towards the championship. No, we assign those games meaning we turn on the brewers. We listen to the brewers every night because it means something to us. And that game has meaning to us. So don't tell me, Oh, Oh, The in-season tournament, that's going to suck because it doesn't mean anything. We'll assign it meaning, and we'll watch, and it'll be fun, and it'll look different, and it'll be better than whatever random regular season games would have been played in late November, early December anyways. So I'm all about this. I'm very optimistic about this. My expectations are very low. I think the actual purpose that this serves, the bar to clear is very low. So I think because of that, this will be a success because it'll look cool. It'll feel cool. It'll be different. It'll be exciting. Paul tweets in. It says at Wisco Grant Highway Eight seems a bit extreme. Above Wausau makes more sense. No, uh, this isn't a debate. This isn't. A deba- this isn't up for debate. I'm. I'm telling you the way that it is. It's Highway Eight. Three minutes and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. Sorry, Paul.
0: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: It's the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you're having an awesome night. I appreciate you hanging out. I'm fighting on Twitter which is why I uh, forgot to play music when I came back. I'm fighting on Twitter with people about up north. This is such a contentious topic. And it's not hard. Of all the things we debate on this show, I mean, we go through the ringer talking about this, that, the other thing, bunting, and you know, Joe Barry, uh, Greg Gard, should he be fired? You know, is it, a, is it a day that we should fire guard, or is it a day that it's tough to be in the fire guard crowd? We talk about so many difficult topics on this show. And yet, it's where up north begins that we we can't as a community grasp it's highway eight it's highway eight and justin matsik who i believe is from justin you're a phillips guy aren't you now phillips is up north phillips is firmly above highway he tweets at wisco grand so what do you consider tomahawk it's up north it's very close just off the dome, I believe Tomahawk is just a couple miles south of Highway 8. It's right there. It's a gateway town. Rice Lake is a gateway town. I believe right now, Rice Lake is above Highway 8. Or is it just south of Highway 8? I can't remember. There's lots of good gateway towns that are close to up north. But no, Tomahawk is not up north because it's not above Highway 8. So I'm going to tweet close, but no cigar. It's called up north, not up central. There's a lot of people that be- think, you know, it begins it. Highway 29. Highway 29, if that's where up north begins, that means more of the state is up north than not. That doesn't make any sense. Up north is a place it has to be more reserved than that. It has to be a little bit more exclusive than that. It's Highway 8. Sorry, I don't want to fight about this. But here I am, I guess. 608-321-1670, if you'd like to call the show. I'm on Twitter if you want to continue this. Very enriching argument about Wisconsin geographics. Gio, my buddy, whose voice I played you earlier, he's joined the debate, says Highway 8 is the only answer if you've never been. There's no way to describe it. You can feel it in your bones when you're up north. Thank you, Gio. And there's a lot of people who like to partake in this debate. Uh, I saw Travis Wilson tweeting about this the other day. And a lot of his followers having added in the replies, look, I don't mean to gatekeep. But if you live in Madison or Milwaukee or wherever in the southern portion of the state and you never go above Highway 8, that's fine. But you don't get to create your own up north. Up north is up north whether you go there or not. So, again, I don't mean it's not an exclusive club. There's plenty of roads that go up there. One of these weekends, just drive north of Highway 8 and you might get part, you know, you might get to Wisconsin Rapids. Or you might get to, I don't know, Shitek, if we're talking the northwest side of the state. You might get close. You're like, this feels like up north. Let me go ahead and stop you right there. It's not. Because when you get up there, it'll feel different. Just challenge yourself a little bit. Push boundaries. Drive farther. Go farther north. Point the car and don't stop. Okay, this tweet made me laugh. I shouldn't read this on air, but I'm gonna. (laughs) He says, this is John from Eau Claire. He says, up north is Highway 8. Roadies can start at 64. Um in practice that is wrong in theory you are 100 percent correct that is a great way of making a distinction between those two highways damn it john let's take a call before we break at five o'clock 608-321-1670 welcome to the wisco sport show who's this
3: uh kyle from madison kyle in madison
2: what's going on kyle welcome
3: uh, i wanted to uh get into the ring on this discussion about what's up north let's go all right, so it's not as good as that person who tweeted out about yes. what he can do, roadies. But <laughs> yeah. um, I I frequent Highway North, uh, Uprice Lake, Booner, mm-hmm. Superior. Oh yeah, and there is a distinct change yes. in the highway structure. There are no longer on ramps and yes. off ramps. Yes. north of Highway 8 Mm-hmm. And so even the Wisconsin Department of Transportation would agree there are less people north of Highway Eight, yeah. thus making Yep. Highway eight
2: up north. Yep, it's cr- it's cross traffic, and they have signs warning you of the the cross traffic. Oh, that's a exactly good point. Right, exactly. Oh, right. That is a damn good call, and you can feel it when you're on fifty three and you get above Highway eight. You go from rolling farm fields, beautiful, isolated. Don't get me wrong, but you transition from rolling farm fields to thin, scraggly pine forests. There's a train sitting on the track next to 53 for some reason. I don't know why that's there. The billboards start to change. You're, you're looking at different businesses advertising on billboard. You can see it. You can feel it. And the traffic is, that is an excellent point, you're, Kyle.
3: Wow. You're actually right. There's taverns alongside the highway, too. Mm-hmm. so, yep. All right. Well, good luck.
2: Outsta- yeah, I'm going to need it. Thank you, Kyle. That is an outstanding point. He's right. Drive up 53 sometime. It will go from on-ramps and off-ramps to simple cross-traffic. It's basically the highway department, the DOT, saying, no, you're fine. Just be careful, and you can pull right onto the highway. We're not building off-ramps and on-ramps. You go to Minong. Gordon is a great example. We talked about Gordon last week. Man, I love up north. I want to get someone from the DNR this week. We're going to talk about this. What else is going on? We got the all-star break. I'm playing you Snapchat audio of my buddy Gio, who joined in on this conversation on Twitter, predicting that a kid was going to take one off the dome last night. I'm going to play this one more time just in case somebody hasn't heard it. This is five minutes into the derby last night.
1: Okay, it's all fun and games for these little f- kids on the field. But until we start putting some f- athletes out there, it's only a matter of time. One of these little kids takes a Vladdy Guerrero line drive straight to the temple. Some of these kids suck. Dude. get these nerds off my screen you're gonna f- kill you kill yourself kill somebody and you're gonna ruin the f- damn home run dirty these kids suck
2: <laughs> uh and that's exactly what happened kid took one right between the eyes get him an ice pack rub some dirt on it give him a power in he'll be fine up north baseball star game, mid-season tournament for the NBA, and David Gasper yet to come at 5.30. A lot to get to. We'll be back after this update. It's the Wisco Sports Show. Hour 2 coming up next.
0: Caratini! Deep fly ball!
1: Six-five Brewers on Caratini's home run.
0: This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports: Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now here's your host, Grant Bills.
2: Got some folks chiming in on what is up north and what's not. This is a settled debate, but I'm entertained, at least listening to people make arguments. Chad says it's always been Highway 8, Wausau and Merrill are central Wisconsin cities. Thank you. Says when I lived in the up north, Wausau was the big city people went to for shopping. Thank you, Chad. W and W. Correct and correct. Paul has followed up again and I told him the 29 is no. Wausau is not up north And he said that's north of the Twin Cities You have taken leave of your senses Which is a funny way of saying that I'm wrong So Paul I tip my cap to you Uh, 29 is actually slightly south Longitudinally speaking of the Twin Cities And remember the Twin Cities are They're large, they're girthy So saying something is equal with the Twin Cities is impossible Because from Coon, not Coon Valley, Coon Rapids All the way down to Rosemont Uh, That's a wide swath we're working with there Paul Plus, Woodbury is not up north. If something is equal with Woodbury, which is the eastern edge of the Twin Cities, the way I see it, Twin Cities people would tell me I'm wrong, but I view the Twin Cities from more of a Wisconsin perspective, small-town perspective. If Woodbury is the eastern gate and fairly central, north and south speaking, Uh, direction-wise, geographically speaking, in the Twin Cities. I don't think of Woodbury as up north. So if you're trying to tell me that your Highway 29 signals up north because it's equal with the Twin Cities, I would tell you you are wrong, okay? Plus, 29 is right smack through the center of the state. The center, the middle. And there are some people who believe that up north starts even, even in a more southerly direction. Some say it's just north of Madison. Up north has to be a smaller part of the state than the rest of the state, right? If I'm saying I'm going up north, that means the area to which I am going is smaller than the rest of the state combined. It's a small region. It's not a majority of the state, right? If up north is Madison and up, then up north is actually Wisconsin, and down south is the small region that we're going to specify. Do you get what I'm saying? This matters. Language matters, right? Words or spells. Just remember what Aaron Rodgers said. 608-321- Sixteen seventy. David Gasper will join us to talk all-star break and Brewers draft and Brewers second half. He'll join us in about a half hour from reviewing the brew up until then. I'll talk about basically whatever. I got a kick out of the home run derby last night. I sometimes feel bad for some of the hitters because the person throwing them the ball can't hit the middle of the zone to save their life. Sometimes it's their dad, which makes me feel even worse. Uh, Some kid got drilled in the forehead last night. One of those ball boys Uh, So that was funny, now that it seems like the kid is okay. Uh, I guess I don't know that for sure. We're going to zip through some phone calls, though, I think, because this up-north debate is quite a passionate one. And to the phone caller who I just hung up on, I apologize. Please call back. Yep, there we go. I'll get you right on in a sec, I promise. Let's start with line number one. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's Ed Grant. Ed in Madison. Ed, what are you doing? What's up, you son of a gun?
3: To work, I thought I could beat Gasper to the punch. I like Not that. Getting, of course,
2: no one's beaten Gasper. To
3: yeah, the punch. Ga- yeah, no one, and he's all over the over the draft. That man was like probably losing sleep the last couple of days, from what I could tell from his uh, appearance today. He looked pretty tired,
2: and I respect it. Oh, you saw him at the gym earlier today. That is, um, that's pretty yeah. impressive. That Gasper's still showing up and showing out.
3: Yeah, oh, big time. He had every scenario planned he told me for draft picks and they all went against the scenarios from what he was telling me i'll oh, let boy. him peel you in on that but hey i'm gonna kind of change it up a little bit about uh burns Barnes, Wisconsin, or <laughs> burns oh burns <laughs> picture for the <laughs> Brewers. <laughs>
7: sorry uh
3: i got up That's north right, on the brain.
2: Brother keep them past the deadline well, i keep them until this offseason then try to drum up the biggest market possible at the winter meetings in well, this off season. so it's more of a formal I, I, transition i don't want to do it in the middle of the
3: year that's like getting well, divorced
2: on a family vacation
3: i agree and, and then what people back you know back, people in the other uh, market here you know they're talking like got to get it when it's hot we, but Then we're looking at another Josh Hader issue. Since when is he Uh, hot? like repeat, right?
2: I know he's an all-star, but it's not like he's lighting the world on fire right now. He's been
3: fine. No, he's not. No. I I don't know if his value is as high as it is right now or will be high. I'm a firm believer that keep him, use him for all you got, and then if he's hot by the end of the year and we go on and make it to the playoffs, I'd say his value is going to even be more than it is right now i mean that's me average joe Ed here um speaking from madison i mean i i don't know squat but gasper would probably agree it's not the time to move him and they shun i mean if someone came and brought up the brinks truck and they said hey we got xyz and they're studs mm, maybe we could talk but i don't know that's a tough Oh. If they were oh, going to trade him, N-R-O. if they if
2: they were considering trading him at the deadline, they just should have done it last offseason. I'm out on midseason trades. Again, I think it throws off yeah. the mojo of your team, and it kind of makes the whole yep. year a waste. I don't like it. Ed?
3: I kind of agree.
2: Yeah. I, I'm going to say how to gasp for you. I got a couple people on hold, and I don't want to make no, them sit sorry, there ma'am. overly That's long. So I'm going to move care. on. I apologize.
3: No problem. Take care.
2: Thanks, Ed. Have an awesome night. I appreciate the call. Let's go to line number two. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this?
7: Hi, this is Carrie from Wanakee. Carrie and Wanakee. What's going on, Carrie? Welcome. Hey, I have never called, but I feel I could weigh in on something here. Yeah, let's do it. So, my mother in law lives between Bayfield and Washburn, Wisconsin, way up on the peninsula. You can see the Apostle Islands from her house. Yeah. So, we drive there a lot. And I drive from Madison, Wanakee area. When I get to Highway 8, my drive is halfway done. And then
2: I drive to Prentice and then through Phillips. Hold on one second, why is this? Why is this phone beeping me? Hold on. There we go. I'm sorry about that, Carrie. I wanted to knock that off. Tell me about your drive when you get up to Highway 8. What was that?
7: I always know when I get to Highway 8, it's halfway. Yeah. And I've got... I've driven half the way, and I've got half the way to go. So it is to the tip of Wisconsin. So to me, it is the halfway point.
2: I think that's significant. I think that means something. Because I'm driving the whole length of the state, pretty much. Yeah. I love, by the way, that area between Superior and Bayfield. I'm a big Brule guy, person. I'm a big fan of the Brule State Forest. I love that slice of land up there. So as someone who spends so much time up there, I... Like I would have, if I were you, I would take issue with someone saying that Wausau is up north. I'd, I'd call that person a casual. They've never been to Washburn County, Douglas County, way up there.
7: Wausau, I can get to in less than two hours, and my my drive is almost five hours. So to Ooh. me, Wausau is a pit stop if I need to, but the rest of it is I know I've got probably two to three hours left above Wausau when I get there. <sighs> God, Carrie,
2: can I come stay at your place up there? By the way, it sounds fun. <laughs> can I invite myself? <laughs>
7: It's so beautiful. It's hard to turn around and go back south once you've been up there for a while. Everything goes a little slower. Everybody drives a little slower. Uh, It's just so mellow. And uh, you hang out on the Apostle Islands, go see the sea caves and the ice caves in the winter. It's pretty beautiful. I'm with you, Carrie.
2: I have loaded phone lines, which I normally don't. I hate to move along quickly, but please call back the show sometime. You'd be a good up-north contributor or up-north correspondent. All right, take care. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Kerry. Appreciate you. Thanks for chiming in. Holy smokes, the phones are ablaze. I want to get as many people in as possible. Let's take another call. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Yeah, this
5: is Mike. I live in Wisconsin.
2: Oh, you're a Shitech guy. See, you're close. You are very yeah, close, yeah. my friend.
5: Yeah, I live five miles from Iowa 8.
2: Oh, you're right there. You're basically the DMZ yeah. right before the, the border. <laughs>
5: Exactly. Uh I wanted to ask you though the last time when's the last time you drove up north?
2: Oh, the last time I drove up north, up up north would have been see last, is mm, it November? I think it was last October. Normally I go every spring and fall, but this spring was really oh. busy with weddings and stuff. I think last October would have been it. Yeah.
5: Okay, so the reason I asked that is cuz you said the cross traffic and I drive 53 every day I deliver beer up north. Yeah. And Uh, Hagen has an exit, Scooter has an exit, and Trigo has an exit. So it's almost 763 to be up north.
2: No, I don't know. Hold on. I know where 64 is. Let me scan my. Where's 63?
5: Uh, Trigo, Wisconsin.
2: Oh, so. Oh, are you the one who texted in that Trigo is where the Northwoods start?
5: No, no, I didn't text. I just, oh. I just called. Well, it. someone else said the same so. thing.
2: I'm fine with Trigo being up north. Spiritually, it feels like maybe up north to me doesn't start until Highway Two, but I know that's a, a tough bar to clear because that's like a mile from the lake. So,
5: right, oh you know, that, well, yeah, and sixty three will take you to Highway Two, but I mean, you know, right to Ashland there. But oh, yeah, Ashland. so and and Beautiful. as far as somebody said about traffic, yeah, there is no traffic until this time of year. yeah oh if you've never been to the
2: hayward quick trip this time of year you don't you you don't know what happens up there until you've tried to go to the the hayward quick trip in the middle of a saturday afternoon this time of year
5: yeah absolutely because i was there today
2: (laughs) i bet it it was you had to do a lap around the lot when you pulled in i bet those parking
5: spots weren't easy no no they weren't no no and and spotted cow up there is impossible to deliver so
2: yeah God, well, they can cool. put them back up there. Well, I appreciate the call. Thank you, and I love Trigo. I've, what's the canoe spot? You can rent the canoes. It's on the tip of my tongue, and you can shoot right down the Namakagan. I've rented uh, canoes. Jack. Jacks. that's Jack. it. Yep, 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 yep. You nailed it. Thank you for filling in that space in my brain. I appreciate the call. You bet. You bet. Trigo. God, I love Trigo, too. All right, this caller's been patient. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? This is Dan,
3: the mailman, Madison, Wisconsin. What, the mailman? Dan,
2: Dan the mailman. Dan the mailman. What the heck's going on, Dan? Welcome. Uh,
3: just want to weigh in on the up north uh, bit, and uh,
8: I I don't know when they lost it or gave it away. I think uh, Wisconsin doesn't have it up north.
2: Oh. Explain. That's
8: the
3: uh well, that's the upper peninsula and that's Michigan.
2: I also love this take. I love if you think and you really need to get to the UP to be up north, I think the lake or or upper peninsula. I'm 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 down to hear that. Heck yeah. All
3: right. And I'm ashamed. I don't even know the zip code up there, but thank you. And you're the very best sports show on. Oh,
2: well I appreciate it. Well thank you for chiming in. Thank you for the call, Dan the Mailman. Don't be a stranger now. Call back sometime. You can talk about up north. I do love the up. I've been up there uh, four years, five years. Because the best time to go up there is in the fall. Not just for the colors, but you know it's it's pretty, and that's kind of you know you're so busy in the summer. Who has time to go places in the summer? Really, outside of maybe one or two trips with weddings, and you get a concert here or there, Fourth of July, family from you know, somewhere else comes to visit. That's like your whole summer. We're halfway through July. feels like I've barely even scratched the surface with what I want to do this summer. I would love to get to the UP. I've been to Marquette, never been to Houghton. Ontonoggin was beautiful. It's really fun to go to Ontonoggin and, well, at any point in the summer, but if you go in June, it's pretty fun because it's latitudinally speaking central time zone. It's just north of Wisconsin, but they share the time zone with Michigan, so it's an hour over so it's bright outside until, like, shoot, I don't know, 11.15 before it gets truly dark enough to see the stars. I like going up to Antonagin. I need to go to Houghton, and I would love to go to Whitefish Point, see the Shipwreck Museum, see our friend Bruce, who joined us last December when we did our Edmund Fitzgerald show. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, this
3: is Abraham from Menominee.
2: Abraham in Menominee, a fellow Mustang. What's going on? Hey,
3: how's it going? Uh, Well... I wanted to say, you know, to circle back to this Highway 29 bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, this week is the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, and it's in Chippewa Falls.
2: Mm hmm. It is.
3: So, and I know Line and Kugel's, you know, they're brewing in uh, Chippewa Falls. They always use the up north slogan in their uh, commercials. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Um,
0: so.
8: But yeah. Thanks for the call. Yeah, no, no,
2: I appreciate you, Abraham. Thanks for the call. I um, Here's what I would say about the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. I think Chippewa Falls is a perfect spot for it with lineies And the Chippewa Falls, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair is an awesome fair, by the way. It's great. It's not overly large. It's pretty clean. It's not overwhelming. They get good music. I've seen Ronnie Millsap there. I saw Clint Black. saw the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band a long time ago. That might have been the first concert I've ever seen. The problem with Northern Wisconsin is there aren't many people. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have a fair and expect people to come, you need to do it somewhere civilized and being close enough to ninety four, close enough to Eau Claire, close enough to twenty nine. I feel like Chippewa is is the southernmost boundary you could, unless you wanted to do it in in not in Eau Claire but in Rice Lake, but that's a little different. They also have Aquafest, and that's a little smaller. So I think a northern Wisconsin state fair that is a it's not a county fair it's a state fair it needs to be close enough to civilization and that's why i think it's in chippewa despite it not truly being up north and of course lining kugels is going to dip into that that's good marketing 608-321-1670 let's go back to the phones welcome to the wisco sports show who's this eric i990 how the heck are you i heard you call the morning show this morning when they were in the middle of talking about hazing and basically sexual assault and you were like well uh tough room to walk into right now so i'm glad that i'm not burdening you with a topic like that
3: that was a tough one i almost hung up i'm like what am i what are we gonna say about this yeah it's not good it's not good
2: it's not good at all that's why they fired their coach they should clean house it happens too often in college programs though when you get a bunch of men left to their own devices, it's yeah, things like that happen too often
3: right right it's uh it's too bad it's a uh, it's a sad deal, it's kind of like that kind of like that submarine it's a stupid tragedy, it's really bad um
2: that's a good so com- like, that's a good way of describing it actually is a stupid tragedy, that's a smart way of describing it,
3: right. So I can weigh in on, uh, you know, when you get up north. When right. I feel like you get up north, uh, I do agree with one guy. If you're going up 53, um, I, I say Tragle. When you turn off in Tragle, that's you're getting there now.
2: Okay. I love that um, some folks are like, no, Highway 8 isn't north enough. You need to get above Rice Lake. I I mostly agree with that. Rice Lake feels not up north, but it is because you're crossing highway just in Barron and in Cameron. Barron is really the, the line, I guess. That's the border town.
3: Now, for me personally, though, I don't prefer to go up north like that. I prefer to go up Highway 27 because I, I don't want to be in a hurry. Nice. I want to I wanna savor the flavor. <laughs> I want to go up Highway 27, just like when I was a kid when we'd go to awood Yeah. Up highway 27.
2: So you're going to have... Lady Smith, what else is on 27?
3: Right. Does that take you into Hayward? Like, Bert, I don't really feel like I'm up north until I hit Ojibwa. Okay. That's right at the top of Highway 27, right where it meets where you turn right to go to winter.
2: Yeah, and when left will take Ojibwa. you over towards La
3: Right. When I make Ojibwa, then I really feel like I'm up there then. There's a lot of farmland until you get to Ojibwa At least, not that area's got a lot of farmland. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's the north woods yet.
2: Yeah. They got to be scraggly pines. And you hail all the way up to Cable. That's where you like to spend your northernly time, right?
3: Yes, up in the Cable uh, and down on the foliage in that area. Right in that kind of district right there. That's the northern district.
2: <laughs> you're st- when you're in the district. You're stomping ground. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I like to kind of peel around right in there. You'll find me right in there, you know, Lost Land Lake area, uh, the, in between the Floj and Lake and That's where you're going to find me milling around.
2: I like okay. that. You finally had a good winter last year to snowmobile. Do you think that's an anomaly, or do you think we're getting back to the point where you might actually be able to snowmobile and not have to drive to Canada?
5: No,
3: I, I prefer just to drive up there. I don't even want to shovel down here no more. I, just prefer to go up there every other weekend
5: that's
2: that's my goal every other weekend cable or uh florida. you winter in florida. cable or you winter in in Alaska down in the towards the the driftless and then you summer up in cable i like that you know you don't have to go all the way to florida or, or to arizona actually the lacrosse area is pretty mellow and easy going in the winter it stays kind of out of the path of most snowstorms i feel like
3: yeah, we don't get a lot. We don't get a lot here. My air conditioning's not working today, so brutal. I had to I had to shut my windows to to give you a call here. I'm starting to get some backside moisture, and uh, okay. it's uh, it's not going to be okay. normal, but well.
2: You let me go, so you can roll the windows down. That's fine.
3: Yeah, I'm going to let you go. We don't have much sports going on. We're going to have to start doing Eurocon nineties way too early. To look
5: at fantasy football. <laughs>
2: I, can't, I cannot wait for that. Trust me, Eric. I appreciate if you. you. I'm going to take a break.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you later,
2: bud. Have a, have a good one. I love how some of the calls have been like, actually, Iowa 8's not north enough. Uh, that's how I know this is. This is the right group of people. These are my people. People who call this show. Let's take one more really quick call because I'm a sucker, but I do have to take a break. So we got about 60 seconds. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Is it
9: me, Grant? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. This is uh firefighter Greg from Lacrosse. What's up, Greg? It's been forever. Yeah, uh, not much. Um uh, I'm glad to hear about your, your move uh in, in your career wise, but uh, thank you. We'll miss you in lacrosse, of course. I miss lacrosse. I'm but, gonna be back by the I end of the miss- month.
2: Gotta to come to some loggers yeah. games.
9: Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in. Uh, I'm from Minnesota and uh, uh, for us it's anything north of Brainerd. It's when you were a kid you stopped at saw Paul Bunyan the blue, the, the blue ox in the park and Brainerd Mm -hmm. and then up then it's just like you said, you're driving out a good farmland into kind of rocky soil with poor corn and and, um, you know, you got the swamp kind of swampy, uh, like a moose could run out at any time that kind of look to it. And then you see resort, uh, billboards. That's another thing. You start seeing lake, this lift the latch lodge and blah, 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 you know, that's
2: up north. I that's hadn't nice. been up north in Minnesota. Now, I've gone up 90 and 94 like t- towards Fargo, which I think goes through Alexandria. But I've never gone, like, straight up north of the cities. I've been to St. Cloud. I think that's as far up as I've been. Until 2020, a friend has a cabin in Niswa, which is right around the corner, same neck of the woods as Brainerd, yep. on East Gull. Yep. And I was blown away because northern Minnesota, the lakes up there feel different than the lakes in northern Wisconsin. Love both. I think they do, too. Both I, great, but a, a different
9: vibe yep you're you're right absolutely right there's always there's little statues and and billboards and and uh, trailers with boats on them on the weekend and you know you just know you're up north <sighs> greg
2: cheers to that <laughs> amen i appreciate you i do have to take a break but i'm yeah. glad i got you in here thanks for the call fire not a
5: problem you bet talk to you later have a good one
2: we got to take a three-minute break like right now because i still got to get to david gasper and it's a whole i gotta i gotta keep the train on the tracks Okay, like that train on the tracks next to Highway 53, just south of Trigo, just north of Rice Lake. You all know what I'm talking about. Three minutes and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show.
0: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: sports show my name is grant bills david gasper in about 10 minutes or so brewers draft brewers first half that we can look forward to the brewers second half also corbin burns is an all-star a little odd but i'll take it i'm sure corbin burns will take it on his resume as well we've been debating up north uh i am just beyond blessed with this community because everyone either agrees with the truth of Highway 8 or says Highway 8 is is too far south. You're a rookie. Let's get up towards Highway 2, up towards Highway 63. And also Eric's saying he doesn't like going up north to Cable by way of 53. He prefers 27 so he can savor the flavor. What a legend. Tony from Texas, 608-321-1670. Tony, what the heck's going on?
8: Grant, You know what? The Red River is considered up north here in Texas. The but Red all-
2: River. Period. Interesting. Yeah,
8: the Red River, uh, uh, Texas-Oklahoma border.
2: Ah, Oh, what goes on in the Oklahoma panhandle? People are always wondering. Are there aliens and stuff in there?
8: I don't know what goes on in the panhandle. A lot of dust.
2: That's the
8: debate with Cone. I don't know. A lot of dust going on
2: there. Dust, I see. Well, what the heck's up? We haven't talked yet this week.
8: Yeah, I've been kind of busy. And, uh, you know, you're talking about the uh, up north thing. So when I lived in Wisconsin, the first time I fell in love... uh, Was with this girl when I was in high school.
6: Okay. And
8: I met her in Menominee, Michigan, which is on the border of Marionette and Menominee. Is that considered up north?
2: We have an affiliate in Marionette, actually.
8: Um, Because I look at it, the latitude, I don't know if it meets your criteria. It
2: doesn't. But because it's so close to the UP, I'd be willing to listen. There are, there, we can make upset. We can't. We can make exceptions. We don't have to be rigid. We can be, you know, we can be specific to the place. Because it's so close to the border, I feel like it's it's close, you know?
8: So anything UP is grandfathered in? I think so. I think so, yeah.
2: Would,
8: wouldn't would you agree? Well, that's why I asked you. I, I mean, you're the professional.
2: Well, I mean, if we're holding it to the same standard that we hold Wisconsin, up north in the UP wouldn't start until Escanaba, but I feel like the UP as a whole is just grandfathered in. I'd be okay with yeah. that. I think that can fly.
8: When I turned on your show today, I thought I was listening to a Ike Highways podcast. <laughs> I was really excited about this.
2: Might as, well, might as well be. Yeah, I've never been. I've never been to Rhineland or never been to Minocqua. I have, I've been to Phillips. That's as far east up north as I've been. I've never gone past that. I'm a northwest guy through and through.
8: So you know I play play a little basketball, coach a little basketball. I actually grew up playing hockey too really so we would we would have a lot of road trips up north. I bet Eagle River all, you know all those places up there, man all great hockey teams. you play on ponds
2: or do they have rinks for you up there.
8: up there? they had rinks, but there were some outdoor po- like uh outdoor rinks, so that's dude, cool your ass.
2: I love that. oh did we lose Tony? something I said I'm sorry about that, Tony. Well, Tony, I apologize. Uh, you have given me a natural door now to walk through to end this segment and to get David Gasper on the horn. Ah, I'm a sucker. This is This Tony. Tony, I do have to get out of here in a minute or two and wrap up with Gasper, but I feel bad about wrapping our call up without saying goodbye or tying any up with the loose ends. Is this you, Tony? All right. Well, sorry, Tony. You're well. I'll send you a DM on Twitter. I, I feel bad just cutting you off and moving on. But we got to get to David Gasper because I told him 530 and – What's a man without his word? I got to keep a good schedule. I got to keep a tight clock. All right, Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. We'll talk Brewers with David.
0: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I'm having an outstanding night. We're debating uh, Wisconsin highways. Always a fun thing to do. Appreciate Eric on I-90 and firefighter Greg and a bunch of callers. I don't have caller ID anymore, so I'm I'm firing from the hip. I'm taking callers not knowing who's there. I'm trying to learn everyone's name really quickly. Normally, I have a big spreadsheet in front of me, so I'm learning. I apologize to those names that uh, I've forgotten. All great calls, fantastic calls. One of my favorite calls to make every week, man, I love dialing the phone and giving our friend David Gasper a call, reviewing the brew. David, welcome. How are you?
10: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm not up north. Uh, I know that we're going to have debates on that, but uh, I'm doing good.
2: It's a better topic than is a hot dog a sandwich, right? Like, yes, I, If we're going to do a debate, I think it's a fun spirited wisconsin debate there are stupider things to talk about during the all-star break all-star by the way did you watch the home run derby last night what did you think
10: i did i did it was it was fun it was fun um you know i really wish adley rutschman had made it through because the the fact that he went through and did it did a switch hitter like he did everything from the left side then in his bonus time he switched over to the right yeah and just started cranking homers i thought that was amazing I really wanted him to get through, but, uh, unfortunately he didn't, but it was, it was a lot of fun.
2: Did you see the kid get smoked in the forehead by oh my a line? Oh God. Round? Yes.
10: <laughs> that was like 115 off the bat and yeah. just hit him right in the dome.
2: So oh. the reason I ask is because I received a Snapchat from a mutual friend and fellow UW lacrosse Eagle of ours, uh, Gio, mm-hmm. Ryan Giannone. And I saved the audio of the Snapchat and I edited some of the sound cause it made me laugh at the time. And about 15 minutes after he sent the Snapchat, it came true. So I'm going to play for you the audio of this. He sent this five minutes into the Derby, and he was exactly right about everything he said. Here's the audio.
1: Okay, it's all fun and games for these little f- kids on the field. But until we start putting some f- athletes out there, it's only a matter of time. One of these little kids takes a Vladiguerro line drive straight to the temple. Some of these kids suck. Dude, get these nerds off my screen. You're going to f- kill us. You're going to kill yourself or kill somebody. You're going to ruin the damn home run derby.
2: Spot the lie. Five minutes in, he said one of these kids is going to take a <laughs> line drive right off the temple from Vladdy Jr. And gosh darn, if 10 minutes later, that's not exactly what happened.
10: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been... It's been like that for a while. They have all these kids out there, and it sounds fun. But when they hit these screaming liners, when when they don't, when those balls don't go out, it's, it's a lot of speed coming at you, and uh, those those kids aren't super equipped to to handle it. Put the kids in a helmet.
2: That's all I'm saying. Just wear them a helmet, yeah. and then they and then whatever can happen. Like worst thing, worst thing comes to worst. They turn to the side and they take a line drive off a helmet or off the shoulder. Yeah. Right? They, they yeah, might put have a, a bruise. On you'll be
10: fine. Yeah.
2: Rub some dirt on it. they will be tough. So the All Star game is yeah. tonight. Corbin Burns made it. So that's a thing that happened. I honestly didn't know about that until this morning when I got in because I missed it over the weekend. That's my bad. I thought when my coworker told me he was trolling, and no, he he did make the all-star break. So maybe Corbin Burns will pitch tonight. Devin Williams is not. The Brewers are on bye for a couple days, but they did just have their draft. What do you think of the Brewers draft? I know you've been covering it and talking about all these prospects. You don't need to run through every single player they took, but did you have a player or two that maybe was your favorite, a name that we can circle and maybe follow along with for the next couple of years?
10: Yeah, I think the one to definitely circle and follow along with is Cooper Pratt in the sixth round. This one really kind of makes the draft for me. I think when when the fifth, sixth round rolls, Around and Pratt was still on the board, everyone thought for sure that he was going to be going to college and instead the Brewers take him in the six and they are very confident that they're going to be able to sign him. This dude has impact potential six foot four at shortstop can stick at the position long term hit for average hit for power. He's really he's really got a a, a total package of of tools there uh, that the Brewers are are going to be dreaming on Uh, one of the best pure bat of ball skills in the entire high school class. He's going to be one of one of the top guys uh, in this draft class. You know, Brock Wilkin in the first round, maybe a little bit early for him, um, but third baseman, power bat, 40 home run type of guy from the right side. Uh, so that's something that they really needed in this system, but Cooper Pratt is really the one for me that, that's got the highest upside of of any of the guys they took.
2: I like that. I saw you tweeting and writing about him. I will read and I will try to absorb everything and then undoubtedly we'll forget about these guys for the next couple of years. But that's, you know, how Major League <laughs> Baseball's draft works is we have to wait a while to see these guys and maybe we'll never see them. Some guys that are actually playing what did you see from William Adamas last week? Looks like he's starting to put some puzzle pieces together. David Gasper, he might be playing some fine baseball when the second half gets started.
10: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's I think the, the all-star break was something that he actually wasn't looking forward to the way the last week has gone, but yeah. uh, he's re, he's really turned it around, and that's something that the Brewers have really needed from him because they haven't been able to get much from him all season long, uh, so they, they need some of the guys in their infield to turn it around, especially Adamas, and the fact that he's gotten going is, is really good for them, and that, that's why we've seen the offense overall better these last couple of weeks and, and why we've seen them winning games. Uh, over this stretch, so it's it's certainly a great sign to see uh, something that hopefully will continue once the all star once I come back from the all star break. William Contreras,
2: this guy, okay, Gasper. Now here's a guy mm-hmm. the Brewers traded for him in the offseason, and we all loved it, right? Whoa, what a great trade! Mm-hmm. And then the season started, and we kind of just you know, he was there and he was good, but you know nothing otherworldly. The last couple of weeks, I'm just picking up. Thing after thing after thing. Situational hitting. Very good. Defense has been there all year long. I love his energy. He seems more bought in. He seems very much on the same wavelength as the pitchers that he's catching. And then this last Sunday, the the cherry on top of the Sunday was him calling a perfect game with Wade Miley. Doing a good job with Devin Williams. Craig Council talked about it in the postgame presser. I am just, you know, I'm smitten with this guy, Gasper. I am, I'm falling head over heels for this guy over the last week. What a difference he's making.
10: Yeah, you got to get yourself a William Contreras jersey now. I might have uh, to, but yeah, but yeah, no, he's he's been great. Uh, he's, he's been exactly what the Brewers were expecting. He's been an above-average bat. Uh, he, he's been uh, a really good hitter, really great leader for this team. Great guy behind the plate. Uh, what he's been able to do defensively, the strides he was able to make pretty quickly. He wasn't well regarded as a defender when the Brewers got him, and in a few short weeks uh, in spring training, they were really able to uh, turn him around, and now he's a, a really good above average defender uh behind the plate. So he brings a lot uh, for this team and, and Contreras has, has just been a, a steady, really good productive presence. Um just just getting at bats, keep keeping the line moving and and being productive. So yeah, Contreras has been has been fantastic. Everything that the brews were were hoping for when they got him.
2: We're talking with David Gasper reviewing the brew. Yelich has been tremendous. And I, you know, I've talked to a couple Brewer people. We had Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, on on our midday show mm-hmm. today. And, you know, just Kurt Hogue, the Journal Sentinel, talking to all these guys. And I, I feel bad every time for the last couple of years being like, what do we do with Yelich? What do we talk about? You know, Yelich, 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 Yelich. Is Yelich back? He has a good week. Is Yelich back? Yelich has been so much fun to watch these last couple of weeks. And I don't know what it's going to lead to or where it's going. But how much fun has it been for Brewers fans to have a guy, once again, who's at-bats we can look forward to and get excited about. I, I just think this is so good for Brewers fans and the energy around the team. This is just such a positive, outside of, of course, the numbers and the production and what he's providing on the field.
10: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for the past couple of years, yeah, all, all the complaints you see on social media about Yelich and and the contract and, and everything like that and just, just so much negativity around it. And, and it's good to finally see you know, long standing production here for the past couple of months from yellow. It's really since the beginning of May, uh, he's turned things around. So we've seen a sustained stretch of success for him that we haven't seen in, in quite a while. You know, the the expectations were obviously enormous with, with what he did after he first arrived. And you know, he's he's getting back to that. I mean we, we had a, a an article up on up on Reviewing the Brew just kinda of comparing his numbers this year to his numbers in his twenty eighteen MVP season and you know, he's he's right on pace or even better in some categories. So he's yeah. he's really kind of right there. Now it's kind of flown as more of an under the radar thing because of the past couple of years not being that great. But uh, you know, he's he's certainly been there. Uh, and, and he's been everything that the Spurs lineup needs. I mean, he, he's he been there atop the lineup, you know, hitting lead off most of the time and, you know, he's able to provide some power and just getting on base and, and still stealing bases too. He, he swiped quite a bit already. So Rowdy Telez
2: has not been good. Jesse Winker has not been good. It's tough no. to be a serious contender when you have a black hole at first base and at DH, like this is really tough. You need to expect production from that area of the lineup. What do you think happens to the first base position and to the DH position in the second half? Obviously we can't look into the future, but if you had to guess how they handle or how the Brewers handle those two spots in the lineup, what would you guess?
10: I, mean, I think they're gonna try to try to ride it out as, as much as they can. Um, you know, give Rowdy a chance once he comes back, you know, maybe with the forearm inflammation that he was dealing with, that uh, he can he can turn things around when he's finally healthy. Winker, I don't know how much longer they can they can keep on going with Winker. Agreed. Um, I, I I think that you're at the All-Star break now, and he has shown no real signs of turning things around. No changes. No, nothing's gotten better. It's just continually been worse uh, for Jesse Winker and. He brings nothing else to the team. He's he's a designated hitter. He's got, (laughs) he's got nothing on defense to bring, you know, Joey Weimer and Bryce Terrain through their offensive struggles all season. They've at least brought exceptional defense that's like, okay, you can justify putting them in the lineup every and, single day. And those guys what, are building what towards Winker something. Winker bring?
2: Right? Like, those young guys were hoping that it's going somewhere. We're not expecting development from Winker. He was supposed to be no. good right now. So, so yeah, he, you're right.
10: He's in yeah. the final year of his contract prior to free agency, and we, we saw this in, in Cincinnati with Will Myers. They, they signed him about a similar contract uh, to just kind of be a veteran DH guy to, to provide some power, and they – they DFA'd him. They cut him over there in Cincinnati. Now, granted, they had a whole bunch of talent coming up and, and no more roster space, but he wasn't playing that well, so they cut him loose, despite what the salary was. You know, I think at this point, the Brewers should be should be approaching that with Winker. You know, you, you can try to preach patience. He's a good hitter. He'll turn things around. We're at the All-Star break, and, and he hasn't come anywhere close to finding it. And it's just been a, a massive disappointment to watch. And it, we, we still see them in, in late innings, you know, in the ninth inning. Oh, you know, a, a right-handed hitter like Joey Weimer was, was coming up. They bring in a, a different pitcher. Oh, let's, let's pinch it. Jesse Winker. Instead, I'd rather see Weimer yeah. in that in that scenario. I, I'd, I'd rather see him out there because I'd have more confidence in Weimer, even with a not great matchup. than Jesse Winker, Versus anybody at this point.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't need much more Winker. There's a lot of guys you could plug in at DH. I mean, shoot, just DH Luis Urias. I mean, if we're like, if we're gonna get nothing, we might as well get nothing with a, with a hope that we might get something. Or DH Keston Hira. You know, and I'm and yeah. I am not Mister Keston Hira hasn't gotten a fair shake guy. <laughs> I'm well aware of the reality of Keston Hira. But Jesus, if this is what it's gonna look like with Winker. Might as well try it with Hira, right? Or am I being a a dumb fan? Hira can't be that much worse.
10: Yeah. He he can't be that much worse. I don't know that he could be any worse. At least least Hira, with with all of his struggles last year and everything, he still provided power on occasion. He still had a decent amount of home runs. (laughs) Winker has provided one home run all season my god yeah. it it felt like I saw is, is a solar eclipse
2: H? when it happened too it was like oh my god yeah. did you see that it was like a it was like a, a shooting star it was unbelievable when it happened yeah <laughs> um I'll let you go but all-star break tonight or all-star game tonight uh there's one player in particular that I am just amped out of my mind to watch could you guess who maybe that is Uh, is it Shohei Otani? It is not, um, although I'm excited to watch him. He plays shortstop. Oh, I
10: know know who it is. I know who it is. Orlando Arcia, yeah. (laughs) It's just a celebration
2: of a great player who's finally put it all together. Couldn't be happier for him. Wish the Brewers still had him. Understand, I suppose, why they moved off, even though I didn't like when they did it at the time. I'm not an idiot. I know how the world works, but I'm happy for the guy. I'm excited to watch him tonight.
10: Yeah, yeah, I am too, and yeah, maybe uh, it sounds like for him, it just took getting out of the the Brewers organization, in Atlanta had a they're like, hey, here are some flaws in your swing, let's fix them that weren't being addressed in Milwaukee. So he's he's finally been able to uh, to turn it around over there, and yeah, I'm I'm happy for him too, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really just kind of crazy to think of Arcia now as a as an All Star starter. Yeah.
2: I've dreamed for days like this. I've thought of days like this forever. I'm going to go home and watch and enjoy. And I know you will as well, Gasper. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Thank you. I know you're working hard in the draft, and everyone should go read your stuff. But thanks for making time.
10: Yep, thanks a lot, man. Take care. Take care.
2: David Gasper, reviewing the brew. God, love that guy. Like, I love Orlando Arcia. They're 1A and 1B. I mean, they really are just two terrific people who I love very much. David Gasper, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a three-minute break. Come back. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show after.
0: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Wisco Sports Show, last couple of minutes. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you hanging out. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Covered a lot of ground tonight. Debated some highways. Where does up north start? I said, Highway 8. Uh, sorry if you don't agree with that fact, but it is a fact. Uh, you will have to reconcile that on your own time. I got a text from somebody who said, Yeah, Highway, highway 8 is up north. I have a relative who lives in Milwaukee. He considers lacrosse up north. I said, Ah, lacrosse, lacrosse is, I, it, it feels different over there. It does not feel up north. Feels awesome. Feels great. It's beautiful. But up north is about scraggly pines, pristine lakes. Lacrosse is about bluffs and rivers, my friend. Very, 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 very different. Let's take a quick call before we wrap up. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey,
11: Grant. It's Mike from
2: Chippell. I knew it sneaking in here before the end, Mike. What's going on? Yeah.
11: I didn't get home until, like, 520, so I missed a lot of your show. But uh, somebody said, actually said that they thought Highway 29 was up north. Do they realize it goes through Manami and then goes all the way down to Prescott? Yeah, I,
2: I don't know. I don't know, Mike. And, I don't know. I don't, We're dealing with amateurs here, I guess. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
11: Right. I, I, uh, I live a little bit north of Chippewa, and I, I used to have the northern territory because I was the northernmost uh, service rep. Mm-hmm. And I started out almost every day in Ladysmith, Winter, Hayward, think falls up there. Everything that everyone said about up north is true. It's a whole different area up there. It's it's wonderful. I'd I'd love to move up there. And I did a service call in on Ashland once when it was late March, maybe oh. early April. People were out there. I love that town. It's so old-fashioned, but uh, people were out there ice fishing on lots you know, of the bay. A big uh, I can't remember the name of the bay, but it's on Lake Superior. And people were ice fishing out there, and the ice was cracking so loud. I, I've shot a lot of shotguns, and these cracks were shotgun loud. <laughs> and these guys are out there, like, I, I can barely see them. I said, you guys realize they're just fish, right? I mean, you, just, you don't, <laughs> don't gonna need gonna, to do this, I'm yeah.
0: Gonna,
11: you're going to be in an iceberg floating out to the, in the middle of Lake Superior, you know, or, or under the ice. Floor. I, it's like, my God, people, it's just fish. Just let it go.
2: It's, it's not worth risking life and limb over? What are you talking about, Mike? I You know, uh-huh. just for a couple some, bluegill, a couple crappie?
11: Some people some people, it is, yeah. And sadly, I used to see people on the way up to the and that the Holcomb Floyds, they'd be, they'd be ice fishing, the ice was so blue, you could see through it, and then the next day, it'd be gone. What is wrong with you people?
2: Hey, you only need a couple it's inches gone. to walk. It's when you start driving the truck out there, that's when things start to change yeah. a little bit.
11: It <laughs> happens like with soda every once in a while, a truck or, or uh, UTV will go through, it's uh, always a the darwin you know the darwin
7: series yep. uh,
2: life is hard it's a lot harder when you're stupid mike that's something i say mr. often wayne.
11: mr wayne that's
2: right <laughs> that is correct oh
11: my so, god good to, it's good to talk to you because i was afraid i wasn't gonna
2: get in so. no i'm glad you caught me and thanks for calling bill's show earlier it's fun to have some extra time austin's been killing it as a second voice put together a great buy or sell today austin's been yeah,
11: cooking you did. He did. I think he cut back on the likes a little bit, too.
2: Yeah, I think he he's getting a little more confident, you know, a little more <laughs> sure of himself as he yeah. uh, learns how to be on the radio, on the largest radio network in the state of Wisconsin, oh, on the Bill oh, Michaels oh. Network. That's so funny to me. I,
11: I forgot to tell you, I'm going to see uh, Hairball tomorrow at the Chippewa
2: Fair. Oh, hell yeah. Is that the Northern Wisconsin State Fair or the Chippewa Fair? Northern-
11: Northern Wisconsin State
2: Fair. I always state up looks. It's funny we mentioned that uh, earlier on in the show. I was talking about the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. I saw Ronnie Millsap yeah. there a couple summers ago and gosh, That's was right. he great. I
11: was there too same time as you. Oh god. Remember that was that? a good show.
2: I, I wish we keep talking about Ronnie. I got to be done in about 40 I, seconds, Mike.
11: You got to go. Okay, thanks,
2: Ramp. Yeah, have a good one and enjoy the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Uh we'll talk about it more I'm, I'm sure at some point. The Northern Wisconsin State Fair is pretty great. It's like the Wisconsin State Fair, except not as big, not as overwhelming. It's more than your run-of-the-mill county fair, but not by much. You can see friendly faces like Mike in Chippewa Falls, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Tomorrow, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but I'm sure we'll talk about something, and it'll be great. Can't wait. Have an awesome night. Enjoy the All-Star game. Cheer for Orlando, RC. He deserves it.